The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. I am joined by two guests this week. We got Pony and Rebecca Helgeson. They are respectively the brand manager and community manager for Sounddrop, a music distribution and cover song licensing company. Sounddrop is currently partnering with humanitarian organization Save the Children for a unique collaboration called Create for Kids, which features donated songs from Sounddrop creators to benefit the charity. Music for the project was released on all streaming platforms on August 15th with other releases to come, and 100% of all reported revenue will be going to Save the Children. You can find out more about their work by visiting sounddrop.com and savethechildren.org. Pony, Rebecca, nice to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. So you really know how to go after my heart here. You know, you got my two passions, music and nonprofits and helping people. Of course, I want to talk to you guys about it. But before we get into what you guys are doing with Save the Children, which just sounds awesome, by the way, tell the listeners a bit about what Sounddrop does generally for the uninitiated. Well, Sounddrop at, uh, at the fundamental level is a music distribution service. So what we do is allow independent artists to upload their music to our system uh, and then we get their music on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, those kind of sites. And then as their music is streamed and downloaded, we collect all the revenue and pay it out to the artist on a monthly basis. That's excellent. And uh, these services have really changed the game in terms of creating opportunities for independent musicians. I like to tell people that 20 years ago, being an indie, indie artist distribution was selling CDs out of the trunk of your car. And now, thanks to the work of distribution services, an artist can get onto all the same platforms today that even the established label artists have. It's really, really exciting. And now with Sounddrop, you guys are in a space with a lot of, of these kind of distribution companies. You can't swing a cat without hitting somebody that can get your music onto Spotify or Apple Music or one of these platforms. So... What really distinguishes you guys? What do you try to offer that's a little something extra for those indie artists out there? Sure. So we we have a slightly different mar- uh, model that is actually targeted towards cover song artists and the constant creator. So our platform is developed specifically for them because, as you noted, uh, there's a lot of distributors out there. We found that uh, as we were starting up Sounddrop, most of the existing distributors out there were number one uh, focused towards kind of the entire uh, the entire world of independent musicians. So um, uh, you know they were focusing on uh, you know like your hip hop acts, your country artists, uh, you know rock bands, stuff like that. The kind of artists that. Um, and bands that are putting out an album once a year, maybe once every couple of years, then touring behind it. They're writing their own music. And, and over the, uh, the last few years, especially with uh, the rise of YouTube, there's, there's been a new trend of the kind of uh, single first weekly cover song artist. And what we found was that the major distribu- uh, the major 
distribution services out there weren't really tailing their, tailoring their services to the specific needs of the weekly cover song artist. And so that's where we came in. So what we decided was that we were going to build a service that didn't have any recurring fees. It had the lowest possible upfront fees because they're releasing so often. Uh, and we had a couple of key features. So one of them was integrated cover song licensing. So basically when you upload your song to SoundDrop, you just tell us who the original artist was and uh, you know what the original song was that you're covering. We make sure all the licensing is in place so that when it's distributed, the proper credits go out and then on the back end, any royalties that the artist would owe from those cover songs are automatically administrated by us. Uh, another one of our key features was uh, the integrated revenue splits. So what that allowed artists to do was take the revenue that was earned by a by a by an individual track or album and split that revenue automatically among every collaborator who took part in the recording. Uh, and this was key because. Our artists that are YouTube cover song artists, they're recording at home, they're working with each other, they're doing a lot of collaborations. And this feature um, not only allowed them to split the revenue automatically among themselves, but take a portion of their revenue and automatically divert it to a charity or some other party. And that's kind of that feature. And watching artists' usage of that was kind of what led us to the Save the Children partnership. That is a really cool feature. And I can certainly appreciate a distribution service that's trying to acknowledge the changes in the way that artists are creating art. You are absolutely right when you say that the one album every year or two model is giving way to what I like to call hyper creators, the artists who are making something new once a week, maybe even a couple times a week. They're constantly putting out new covers because they know that their audience's appetite for new content is insatiable as it gets becomes cheaper and cheaper to make great music. And so you guys sound like you've really changed your model to adapt to that new reality, which I think is really exciting. Now, something I'm curious about on the licensing side, and I only think of this because just being the licensing dork that I am, um, you know, the, the process for licensing for a getting something on Spotify, for example, in a lot of ways is a lot less of a lift than the licensing for, say, a YouTube cover. Because one involves a, you know, what could be considered a compulsory mechanical license, whereas YouTube is the equivalent of a synchronization license, which usually is a lot more complicated to get. And so when you, you keep talking about artists who make these YouTube covers, do you actually help artists with the YouTube cover licensing piece of this? We don't currently. That's definitely something that we want to start doing because we've heard from our artists quite a bit that that's a need that they have. Um, and we're looking into opportunities to do that. But as you said, the license, the compulsory licensing and the synchronization licensing is totally different. Um, and so, yeah, it's a lot of exploration and kind of trying to figure out how to get into that space. That is an exciting prospect, though. And I'm glad you guys yeah. are are workshopping that because... A distribution service that can thread that needle, oh my goodness. But that being said, I don't want to discount what you guys have already, which is a distribution service that's acknowledging the needs of these hyper-creators and has expertly combined the physical or the uh, the record distribution piece of this with the songwriting licensing piece of this, which if you're making you, you know covers as these artists are, you can't have one without the other. So that's 
So, so cool. All right. Let's talk about this collaboration with Save the Children because, man, do I think this is cool. I love the idea of any music company that has a heart and that is using artists to help give back. Love it. So uh, tell us how this compilation project is going to work. Yeah, totally. So um, what artists are doing is they're submitting a song and they are giving us exclusive distribution rights. So distribution rights only, no publishing, no copyright, just to put this release out so it can 100% benefit the Save the Children charity. We're waiving our fee, which is typically 15% of on any sales. We're waiving it completely. Um, so artists sign up through a form. We get them an exclusive distribution agreement. They sign it, and then they're good to go. We're going to um, set up the album. We're looking at potentially doing two separate albums um, because one of the things about our artists is we have this really awesome metal community and everyone there is so passionate and caring and they really wanted to participate in this compilation album. So I think what we're going to do is have kind of two genres. We're going to have our indie singer songwriter kind of pop genres and we're going to have our um, create for kids metal version with all of our awesome metal guys. Oh my God. I, I cannot wait to hear the save the children metal stuff. Woo. No, it's going to be awesome. And the, the, one of the things that is so exciting about this is, uh, you know, typically with a charity, um, you're doing kind of like fundraising, it's sponsor, it's donate, it's trying to use the artist's um, online presence right. to generate donations from their fans. But in this case, everybody just, all their fans uh, can just, stream and download the songs as they would anyway right uh it's not an additional donation or additional fundraising it's just go and stream the album stream your favorite artists tracks just like you would anyway and all the revenue that's generated just automatically goes to save the children i mean it's it's a win 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 all around everybody <laughs> everybody sort sort of benefits you know right we're, we're benefiting a charity and all we ask of the artist and the listener is to do what they already would have done anyway create and listen to music and for the artist i i mean not to not to sound all cold and capitalist about this but certainly attaching oneself to a charitable cause is going to you know make them more endearing to listeners showing your listeners this is something i care about this is me this is who i am and that's something that i think is going to get a lot of positive response from fans yeah, absolutely. I think what I notice the most in our artists who are really hitting is that they're just out there with their own personality. They're showing exactly who they are. And this just gives another opportunity to do that. Well, I love the model. And I mean, kudos to you guys for really spearheading this. And I mean, I think it's, I think Save the Children is a great uh, organization to do this with. I mean, who doesn't want to save the children? Uh, but I would imagine you guys, the, like the wheels are already turning with you guys, right? You're already thinking of how you can just, you know, replicate this with a bunch of other charitable causes in the future, right? Yeah, well, what we, I, I think maybe like the next step for us would be trying to uh, go further in promoting the idea to artists to find the charities that they're most passionate about and just do their own uh, charity releases right. and promote those and, and, you know, less with us at the center as the organizer of it. I mean, that, that works really well because, you know, you can kind of 
we put the pieces together for the community and then everybody being on a compilation together kind of amplifies each other's presence. But every artist, you know, you might have one artist that is passionate about animal rights or another one that's passionate about refugees and they might all have their own individual charities that they want to donate their own songs to. And so I think uh, for us, the next step, more so than organizing uh, another different uh, community charity would be just to promote the ideas for uh, this idea for artists to do it on their own. Yeah, absolutely. And that they can collaborate with each other and still benefit an awesome charity. Um, for some context, this came about because um, to give credit where credit is due, one of our really awesome like indie pop folk artists, Pomplamoose, they um, oh, love Pomplamoose. I had oh, yeah. I, I had a Jack Conte on my podcast a couple years back. So great. Uh, oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, they're awesome and the nicest people on earth. Um, but they in uh, Christmas time they released Winter Wishes, which was their holiday album, and they benefited Save the Children. And Save the Children recognized that um, Soundrop had these pieces in place that they could run with a Create for Kids album through um, our service. So just encouraging other artists to use that model and promote it to other charities. And so they can take a benefit from um, the way that we can offer revenue splits as well. Yeah. And it's just, just another example of Jack and Natalie being trailblazers. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the whole, you know, them creating Patreon wasn't enough. They had to also do this too. Yeah. Oh, and so, so much. So, you know, when when we when we were done completely revolutionizing the world of crowdfunding, we wanted to go ahead and, you know, do charity work too. Yeah. Right. yeah. As well as putting out amazing yes. music all the time. Yeah. So, you know, we don't even need to talk about Sound Drop. Let's just spend the next 20 minutes just praising uh <laughs> Compliments, Compliments right. yeah, for I sure. Absolutely do that. <laughs> no, but there's a lot to love about your company too. I mean, I, I love the a distribution service that not only has a heart as you guys seem to do, but have come up with innovative ways to adapt to the new way that creators are creating music, which is very collaboration heavy and is you know hyper creative and it's cover song heavy. So kudos to what you guys are putting together for artists who are interested in learning how to become part of these initiatives, uh, interested in learning more about SoundDrop, what would you tell them? I would just tell them to go over to SoundDrop.com, read our web, like the information on our website, see like the basics of what we do. And if you're interested, uh, we're always on Twitter. We hang out on Twitter a lot. So if you want to have a conversation or ask us specific questions, maybe one uh, questions that apply to the, your uh, particular approach as a creator, uh, with the, your own release strategy and the way that you approach music, uh, and you want to know, hey, uh, is this something I can do? How does this work? Uh, any question, we're always on Twitter and very accessible and loved uh, just having an open dialogue with the public. Absolutely. We also have a subreddit. So if you want to head over to the subreddit Soundrop, I run that. Um, I'm there all day. I hit up We Are the Music Makers probably every couple hours. Um, so yeah, anyway, you want to learn about us, we're on socials everywhere. (laughs) Well, that might be a first on this podcast. We've certainly drawn people to plenty Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts and websites, but you might be the first subreddit that we've plugged on this podcast. So (laughs) it's our brand new, um, 
two day old subreddit. Yeah, <laughs> we did just start it, but what, but you know, the, the artists that are managing their own careers, the YouTube first creators, they, they really want to understand how things work. And exactly. we love talking about that. You know, we get geeky about it. So, uh, you know, it's like the Reddit's a really good forum for kind of in-depth, detailed back and forth conversations about the the topics that are like super relevant to how people are approaching things. Literally, like what what counts as a cover versus a mashup versus a remix. Uh, and then even things down to like the details of how our platform functions and the, the best way to get all the use out of the features. That's really terrific. Thank you guys for all that you do. And before we let you go, I want to get from each of you one tip. Do you have any last tips for the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? Yeah, uh, You know, the one tip that I would have is to really understand what your niche is as an artist and what is resonating about your music with the people it resonates with. Like, who are your fans and what do they appreciate about your music? And then really try to focus on that and and get the most out of it. And even if you have a small fan base, that's fine. If you you truly understand what they're appreciating uh, and you focus on that, there's going to be more people out there that feel the same way. Awesome. Great answer. Um, I think for me, just don't be afraid to ask as many questions as you have. I know that sometimes when it can be intimidating or people assume that musicians and artists know more than they do, and we might, us music industry professionals might kind of rush through an answer, but don't be afraid, be your own advocate, ask as many questions as you need to ask because um, you need to know all the details. Tony, Rebecca, you guys are both awesome. Thank you for all the great stuff you're doing at SoundDrop. Again, you can find out more by visiting SoundDrop.com and check out SaveTheChildren.org while you're just surfing the net because they're obviously doing some great stuff as well. Thank you guys both so much for joining us this week. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Ryan. And thank you all for listening to the Break the Business podcast.